Hey, it's Turkey Week, March 11 through 17. Free shipping on all orders at First Light, FHF Gear, Phelps Game Calls, and the Meat Eater Store, too. You can pick up all the First Light gear that I wear in the Turkey Woods, plus so much more, including Meat Eater by Phelps Turkey Calls, which are straight up killers, and Vortex Red Dots at 20% off. We're going to get you set up for the turkey season. So set up, in fact, that all you have to do is focus on that tom. So head on over to TheMeatEater.com, March 11 through 17 for Turkey Week. Welcome to This Country Life. I'm your host, Brent Reeves. From coon hunting to trot lining and just general country living, I want you to stay a while as I share my stories and country skills that'll help you beat the system. This Country Life is proudly presented as part of Meat Eaters Podcast Network, bringing you the best outdoor podcasts the airways have to offer. All right, friends, pull you up a chair or drop that tailgate. I think I got a thing or two to teach you. The Value of a Turkey Hunting Mentor Lots of folks got spring turkey hunting on their mind right now, and so do I. This week, I'm talking about what I consider to be the most valuable item in anyone's bag of turkey hunting tricks. It ain't a call. It ain't camo. It ain't even a gun or shells. It's a mentor. Someone that can show the new hunter the basics to get started or answer the questions of a seasoned vet who keeps getting the old razzle-dazzle put on him by a particularly tough nut to crack. There's no more valuable skill than getting the straight dope on knowing what order your zigging and zagging needs to be. Knowing when to do something, and especially when not to, can be the difference between crackers and Vianney sausages for supper or a sizzling skillet full of fried wild turkey. Having that knowledge starting out is how we're going to beat the system. Lots of good eating under them feathers, but first, I'm going to tell you a story. One of my mentors was Mr. Leon Garland, the same Mr. Leon that wound up loving black pepper on his eggs. If that don't ring a bell, check out a story I told on the Bear Grease episode number 49. Mr. Leon was a turkey hunter. He could call turkeys with a green briar leaf folded between his lips like a modern-day mouth call, and he told me a gobbler could hear you thinking and see you change your mind. Now, he was talking about how good they can see in here, and I'm pretty sure he was right. Add that to the fact that we're attempting to reverse nature by calling a gobbler to the sound of a hen, which is bass backwards how it works in the wild. The real script is this. Gobblers gobble, a hen hears it, walks to him, they go on a date, and next year we get more turkeys in the woods. We're doing the opposite, but for clarification, at least for Arkansas, our turkey season is set to open after the peak breeding cycle, and this will maximize the likelihood of increasing the overall population. There's the challenge and the reward for making it happen. Good things ought to be tough. Imagine how boring it would be if every time you called to a goblin turkey, he came running in on a string. Well, that, that may have been a bad example. Every time I go hunting, not only do I imagine that, I expect it. However. It rarely happens, except for the time I'm fixing to tell you about. Actually, this gobbler didn't run in or walk or even take a step. Now, if you're thinking I shot him off the roost, 
negative Ghost Rider, that's dirty pool and I wouldn't do it. And if you do, you ought to be in jail. I was working in the woods back then and coming home close to roosting time one evening, I drove by a field on some property that I could hunt and I saw a gobbler strutting with four or five hens about 200 yards away in the edge of the woods. I knew they'd be close to there in the morning because it was almost dark. So I called my older brother, Tim, and I told him about what I'd seen. I told him to go hunt there the next morning because I had to work. Man, he was all fired up. But the longer I thought about it that night, the more I regretted telling him where that turkey was. So I called my boss and I told him that I wasn't feeling good and I wouldn't be at work the next day. Now he wasn't no dummy. He knew what I was up to and he told me that I could be at work the next morning or I could add a job to the list of things I was going to be hunting that day. I told him that sounded like a plan and I hung up. I didn't care. I was young, single, living on my own and surviving on deer meat and taters. I could always get a job. But turkey season, man, that only lasts a little while. Then I called Tim and uninvited him to shoot my turkey. He was not pleasant and I didn't care. It was pitch black dark when I slipped up the creek on the edge of that field. Once I got even with where I'd seen them turkeys the evening before, I belly crawled across an opening and set up against a big pine tree facing into the woods and where I'd figured he'd roosted, and then I waited for daylight. Finally, the sky started to lighten up and the red bird started singing, and that turkey gobbled on a limb less than 100 yards away. And when that joker started gobbling, he didn't stop. Finally, it got light enough that I could see the tree he was in, and I'd catch a glimpse of him every now and then when he run his head out to gobble. He stayed on that limb till the sun came up gobbling like it was his job. And at that particular time, he was the only one between us that had one. I ain't made a peep. My old box call laid in my lap, and I finally picked it up and squeaked out three soft yelps that sounded more like a dying rabbit stuck in a gum boot than a hen turkey looking for love. I laid that call down and put that Belgium-made Auto 5 on my knee and waited. Now, as bad as that call sounded to me, old Jasper out there was digging it. He let loose a series of gobbles that sounded like he'd gone berserker, one after another, five or six in a row, and then I heard him leave the roost. Flapping his wings and hitting limbs and leaves as he flew toward me, it sounded like he was chopping wood. Then I saw him sailing toward me like a jet. I was following him in with that shotgun just like he was a duck coming to the decoys. He hit the ground ten steps in front of me in a beam of sunlight that looked like he was starring in a show. He looked dead in my eyes and gobbled so loud I could almost feel his breath and I cut that joker a flip. His feet wasn't on the ground long enough to get dirty when I touched off John Moses Browning's greatest invention. I stopped by Tim's house on the way to work and showed him. He took my picture and I didn't have to quit my job. This story was in reference, not so much to calling, but to the best tip I'd ever gotten from the greatest turkey hunting mentor I've ever had, Mr. Billy Bryant, Tim's dad-in-law. He told me that being where a turkey wanted to be was way better than any call you could ever make, and the best calling in the world wouldn't get him to a place he didn't want to go. Now, lots of times, it ain't what you say. It's how you say it, and more importantly, where you say it from. 
that turkey had been right where I was the evening before and could possibly have flown up on the roost from where he lit that morning. I punched him in the mouth and towed him out of the woods. Mr. Bryant's mentorship killed that turkey. I just pulled the trigger. So where are you going to find your Mr. Bryant? Well, you can do like I did and win the turkey hunting mentorship lottery by having your older brother marry a girl he literally picked out in the nursery. My brother and his wife were born in the same hospital three days apart and spent one day together. Tim's first day in the nursery and Barbara Jean's last when they were both less than a week old. He said he spied her across the room, and that's all it took for him, and that choice made us all winners. I got an extra good older sister and a bona fide dyed-in-the-wool turkey-killing Jedi as a coach and her father. He custom-made me a, a box call and a, a wing-bone call, and no amount of money could buy. I may be buried with him. Now, that probably ain't going to be the easiest way for you to get your mentor, so we got to figure out how to get you one. First, we need to identify what we need in one. They have to be willing to share their hard-earned knowledge with you. So if possible, you're going to need to throw something in the kitty too. How about a spot where it has turkeys on it? Turkey hunting spots in the South are guarded like a bank vault. There is no place more sacred to a turkey hunter than the place where the object of his obsessions resides, public or private. I would feel easier walking up to a stranger and asking him for a kidney. It's a medical fact that a human only needs one to live, and most folks are born with two. And you never know, someone might actually say yes to a kidney donation. But asked to shoot a hunter's goblin turkey? You better keep your head on a swivel, because somebody is liable to try to slap some sense into you. And they should. That's crazy. But it's not impossible. And here's how you do it. Put yourself in that circle, whether it's at the local sporting goods store, a church group, a wild turkey banquet, or any gathering where turkey hunting folks might be. Look for the older fellow that everyone makes a point to speak to throughout the gathering. Now, he probably ain't going to be dressed like he just come from hunting unless he actually did. And you won't find the majority of mentors running around in vehicles festooned with outdoor-related decals and sporting the latest, greatest hunting equipment. There ain't nothing wrong with any of that, but a mentor is usually at a stage in their hunting career where they like what they like and they see no reason to change and they have plenty of turkey beards to back up their credentials. These folks might even be looking and waiting for someone interested enough to ask and be glad to pass that knowledge down to them. Now, I ain't there yet, so don't send me no DMs. I'm a one-man wolf pack. Get your own turkey. Just kidding. Not really. This show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, what would you use it for? best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Now, therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is important because talking about the issues that concern you may be all you need to better understand how to handle them. I know it does for me. 
If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash CountryLife today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash CountryLife. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. At O'Reilly Auto Parts, they offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. Man, I'm always swinging through my uh, local O'Reilly Auto Parts to get stuff ranging from car parts and accessories to boat batteries. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And if you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. That way you don't have to go buy some you know super expensive thing that you need like once every five years. You just borrow it and get your refund back. Need your windshield wipers replaced, brake light fixed, or quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. We've all seen plenty of gadgets and fads come and go, but there's one product that stood the test of time Seafoam Motor Treatment. Now, lots of hunters and anglers know that Seafoam helps engines run better and last longer. It's really simple. When you pour it in your gas tank, Seafoam cleans harmful fuel deposits that cause engine problems. I'm talking stuff like hard starts, rough engine performance, or lost fuel economy. Sea foam is an easy way to prevent or overcome these problems. Just pour a can in your gas tank and let it clean your fuel system. You probably know someone who's used a can of sea foam to get their truck or boat going. You do know someone. Me. I've been using it for years. Really. People everywhere rely on sea foam to keep their trucks, boats, and small engines running the way they should the entire season. Help your engine run better and last longer. Pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. Sharing misery with a friend will lighten the load. Sharing joy multiplies it. Now, I don't know where I heard that. I'm pretty sure I made it up. Even a blind hog will find an acorn every now and then, and that one may be mine. But to my point, a friend will share his turkey spot and acquaintance not so much. I turkey hunt on some land in another state that is owned by folks that I'm friends with all year long, not just turkey season. As a matter of fact, they're just like my family. Work on associating yourself with people that have land like that. Full well telling them to begin with what your goal is and offer something in return. Sometimes a little dinero will make friends of landowners quicker than having to spark them at the local coffee shop. And if private land ain't an option for you, get them brogans out on the public ground and start doing some scouting. Everybody owns it, and you have just as much right as anyone else to scout and hunt as you see fit. But do it with respect for those who were there first, and be as accommodating to them as you would like them to be to you. Now, I'm 100% sure I didn't make that one up, but I know who did. 
and it's solid advice in just about everything you do. <laughs> Imagine that. The definition of a mentor is an experienced and trusted advisor. Now, that doesn't necessarily say old man, but experience doesn't usually come from the real young ones. My good friend Michael Meeks started turkey hunting at my urging when he was in his mid-20s, and I'm only five years older than him. But I'd started hunting turkeys a long time before that, and I served as his mentor. We actually did a lot of learning together, and he learned well. Nowadays, it wouldn't be advisable to run out in front of him with a turkey suit on. You'll mess around, and that joker will make your head look like it caught on fire and someone beat it out with a golf shoe. He is a turkey killer. So if a Mr. Bryant-type mentor ain't available, slide on down the chain of command to mentor number two, someone that's been successful in the turkey woods with similar interests to yours. That was mine and Michael's relationship. We'd grown up together, we're friends, we both liked to hunt, and we enjoyed hunting together. Except the time I called a turkey in for that fool and told him to shoot, and he didn't. Now, his version of that story is I told him the turkey was too far and not to shoot. My version is he's an idiot and should have pulled the trigger because I was saying shoot. That turkey's bumping 25 years old now and probably got a family of his own. It's the ones that get away that I can't stop thinking about. I told him to shoot. Anyway, that's your second type of mentor. Now, Michael had an advantage because we'd more or less grown up together. But I've met lots of folks with similar skill set to my own, some even while I was out hunting, and then developed a friendship with them, wound up hunting together some, and learned as much from them as they did from me. But Michael's still the only one I ever hunted with that didn't shoot when I told him to. I said shoot plain as day. But it don't bother me much, except when I think about it. Now, the third type of mentor can't really be listed as a mentor. He's going to be more like an accomplice. <laughs> because y'all are going to be messing up and learning together. And those are the lessons that come easy and leave a scar that you'll remember and not do again. It's success through attrition. You remember when and where you messed up, and the next time that situation presents itself, you don't do that again. Like when I told Michael to shoot and he didn't. Jerry Huddleston was a mentor of mine as well. He and my father were great friends, and I can really never remember a time when he and his family weren't in my life. We were all close, but Jerry and I were the only turkey hunters. Jerry was like a second father and a good turkey hunter. His skill was persistence and patience. That cat has zero quit and could worry a sitting hen off a nest. I've seen him call to turkeys when everyone else would have just hung it up and moved on to greener pastures, but not Jerry. It was like he took it personal. There wasn't anything off the table. The old adage of yelping three times and laying your call down meant nothing to Jerry Go Wayne Huddleston. He added go to his middle name because he said he wanted everybody to know that he was always ready. <laughs> we were hunting down in the Selena River Bottoms one spring and had miscoursed a turkey goblin and walked way down away from our truck only to find him goblin out of sight and across the river over 200 yards away. He was flat more telling the world he knew how to gobble and was lighting the woods on fire. Only trouble was there was more water than me, Jerry Gowain, or that turkey could drink running between us. Now, if you're not familiar with how turkeys operate, allow me to give you a brief description. 
They are dumb as a sack of hammers, and I have seen them come to a call only to hang up on barriers they could easily step over or go around. I had one hang up in a cow pasture once that had grass growing it no longer than on a ball field and strut and gobble walking back and forth along a cow trail that he wouldn't step across. An eight-inch smooth dirt path that a crawfish could have sprint across had kept a grown turkey from walking close enough for me to shoot. I have seen them hang up on small fallen logs in the middle of the woods, a one-strand barbed wire fence, and an endless list of the smallest items that kept them from meeting their maker and incomparable to the struggles that they went through to get to the point where they hung up. They make me crazy. Almost as crazy as Michael did when I told him plainly to shoot, and he didn't. So when we get to the edge of the river, we're on a high bluff bank, and the turkey is on the other side, which is a lot lower. We sat down to rest after that long, disappointing walk to a turkey that we didn't have a snowball's chance in the oven to kill him. Remember persistent and patient Jerry? Well, after we called our breath, he said, call to him. The turkey answered and Jerry said, pour it on him and mash the gas and don't mind the brakes. And partner, that's just what I did. That turkey lost his mind and his breath from goblin. We could hear a hen cutting and cackling back at us from over there, and that fired that gobbler up even more. I was wearing a groove in that slate as I was using it, doubling up with a mouth crawl at the same time. It sounded like a Tarzan movie with all that wild racket going on on both sides of the river. Now, from where we were sitting, we could see plumb across the river and where that turkey was gobbling, but we couldn't see past the edge of the brush on the bank of the river up into the bottom where he was and where all that commotion was taking place. Jerry was sitting in front of me with a shotgun in his lap, just enjoying and listening to the show, when all of a sudden, I heard wings and watched as that gobbler flew across the river straight toward us and lit 50 yards from where we were sitting. To my surprise, that turkey hit the ground, went into full strut, and gobbled like a roaring lion looking right at us. To my greater surprise, Jerry quick drawed that shotgun out of his lap and missed the turkey I just called across the Saline River that was fixing to walk closer. We were both disappointed we didn't get him, but we were amazed and grateful we had the opportunity. It wasn't like I told him to shoot and he didn't. Anyway, Jerry bragged about that to everyone all season long about how he'd witnessed the greatest calling feat in the history of watching me call a gobbler across the river. Now that hunt happened on opening day of the season that year. Jerry and I both tagged out, and on the last day, Tim and Mr. Bryant had a tag left and were hunting together on a different spot up the river and started calling to a gobbler that eventually walked away from them. While they sat there desperately calling and trying to get that gobbler's attention, Tim amazingly called up 11 turkey poults that had obviously hatched early, and they walked up within inches of where they sat calling. There wasn't any cell phones back then, but we ran a turkey report grapevine on the landline every evening to see what everyone in our circle had done that day. I'd already talked to Tim and Mr. Bryant and got the Report on them seeing the baby turkeys when Jerry called me immediately after hearing the same baby turkey story from Tim. And here's how that conversation went. Brent, 
I don't know how many folks I've told about you calling that turkey across the river, but it's been everyone I can make stand still long enough to listen to it since the day it happened. It was the greatest exhibition of turkey calling I've ever seen or heard of until today. Because today, I learned that your brother is the greatest turkey caller that will ever walk this earth. He will never be whooped. You may have called one away from a live hen and across the river, but he called a dozen out of the shells. If you're new to turkey hunting, find you a mentor. Make the effort and show folks that can show you that you're in with both feet and willing to learn. If you're old and grizzled, or just either one, find someone to mentor. Mr. Bryant turned 90 years old on the 29th day of April. We drove two hours to his birthday party. I bet there was close to 100 folks that came in and out of that event center. I kept looking around, counting the turkey hunters in there. There was a bunch of us in that building. But there was only one like him. Thank you for listening. I appreciate so much the wonderful feedback that we got from all y'all that have taken the time to reach out. If you have a mind to, leave us a review on iTunes. I don't know how it works, but when y'all do that, it helps get the word out about our little show to other folks that might like to hear. Until next week, this is Brent Reeves signing off. Y'all be careful. This show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist near you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, it's Turkey Week, March 11 through 17. Free shipping on all orders at First Light, FHF Gear, Phelps Game Calls, and the Meat Eater Store, too. You can pick up all the First Light gear that I wear in the turkey woods, plus so much more, including Meat Eater by Phelps Turkey Calls, which are straight-up killers, and Vortex Red Dots at 20% off. We're going to get you set up for the turkey season. So set up, in fact, that all you have to do is focus on that tom. So head on over to TheMeatEater.com, March 11 through 17, for Turkey Week.